Today's episode of The Usual is brought to you by LootCrate.com. LootCrate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear, from collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's like Comic-Con in a box, and everybody loves Comic-Con. So, for you, listeners of The Usual, you can get 10% off any new subscription at LootCrate.com. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 to save 10%. So again, you can go to TryLootCrate.com slash The Usual and save 10% on your new subscription. That and enter Bridge 10 to save 10%. Thanks for listening. The blast here from the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to Verse 5 of the Universal Usual. This is the usual spin off where we go where no other podcast has gone before as we explore the galaxies that are far, far away in the Shires over the Dale. This is also an opportunity for us to drink more exotic beverages, so I am drinking a hoppy mess tonight. Yes, you are. And um, you remember before, the, back in the day when we didn't have headphones, I would have never picked up on the fact that your mic was off. I oh, know, that would have sucked. <laughs> We had a really crappy show. So, uh, patrons got to hear a nice boobaroo where Will's mic was off. And um, here we are. Or not hear it. Or not hear it. <laughs> Actually, they would have heard it, but in my microphone. It would have been a mere echo of yeah, my, my booming voice. An e- mm, booming? Oh. Well, we'll call me a little column B. I'm dr- I am drinking. Ahem. We actually are drinking uh, Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also finishing a hop stupid, so it's gonna be a good show. Yeah, it is. Here we are. Yeah, so uh, we're on to verse five. This is um, uh, I'm what I okay. Can I say something? Uh, how can I stop you? You can't. So I'm thinking I can reach over and shut off your mic. Rude. But I'm thinking this. Uh, I I was thinking that we nope. Don't touch the mixer. I'm thinking that we should do this more often. I'm actually surprised we're only on number five. Yeah, no, this because this has become like our major uh, pop culture stuff. Well, this is like the back end of our main show. Yeah. But now it's exploded to it's longer. Our, the last main show we recorded was literally less than an hour. This one's going to be over an hour no matter what. Yeah, well, it's, it's just there's so much news in what we like. It's a shame that we like stuff. It is, isn't it? It's horrible. <laughs> and uh, if you like stuff. It's horrible that we're geeks. And we like stuff and you like stuff. Listen to us like stuff. So let's do it. <laughs> that should be our new tagline. Listen to us like stuff. <laughs> we'll come up with a promo. Bumper. <laughs> Intro? <laughs> yeah, one of the, yeah, it's got to be one of the four. Something like that. I think there are only three, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our, the first universe we're exploring is the Berlantiverse, which, you know, actually, I was... Uh, I, um, when we were at Comic-Con, yep. I actually, actually uh, heard it referred to as the, oh, what was it? It was the, the Arrowverse. No, because that's what I originally called it. No, I remember that. Um, but no, it was the, the CW-verse. No, it was a cross between Flash and Arrow. It was the Flareoverse. Yes, it was the Flareoverse. And I'm yeah. like, I don't like that. I don't like it either. And I don't like the Flareoverse because that. Only things that we're talking about Flash and Arrow, which we're talking about like 18 different things. Exactly. And on the other hand, you know, Berlantiverse is kind of a, a misnomer because we don't talk about Blindspot. Why is Batman at the top? 
Because there have been, <laughs> thank you for bringing this up. The first bit of news we have is that Batman rumors are untrue. Uh, um, as we've been talking about the last few uh, verses, um, they're bringing in a lot more DC characters. Uh, they're bringing in some characters that have ties to Green Lantern, uh, uh characters that have ties to the Justice League of America. Right. Um, or Justice Society of America. Um, but there were rumors that a version of Batman might appear. Oh, and those uh, are okay. shot down. Yeah. Well, well, cause why would they do that? At this yeah. Point? It's just, it's, I mean, well, because, you know, Gotham does it, but it's a different, it's a younger Bruce yeah. Wayne. It's just, it's, I've got some Gotham stuff kind of later that's interesting too, but like, I just don't think that's going to happen with uh, the yeah. Belanti verse per se. No, it, it, it doesn't. Um, but another major thing is with such an influx of new characters in the, way that they are really spreading out the storylines across all shows. Um, one of the things is, is one of the a significant characters is going to come out as gay this year, which isn't news in and of itself because we already have, we have a lot of gay characters. Yeah. We already. have white canary. We've got, um, why am I drawing a blank on Felicity's uh, assistant who just got brought into the arrow team? Um, his name just flew out of my head to the black dude. Yes. Um, uh, Curtis. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's, he's married. He's got a husband. Um, but anyway, so, it, but it looks like one of the new characters is going to be coming out. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. And, um, because they are, I can open up the article because I can't remember who it is or who they're guessing it is. Oh, uh, Obsidian, yeah. who's part of the, uh, the, the Justice League, uh, Justice Society of America. Uh, and it's going to be played by Lance Henriksen, who is fantastic, by the way. Yep. Um, he's gay in the comics. So okay. that is, probably it but we'll, but we'll see yeah, yeah. They, they they always change stuff and it also says after which obsidian uh he hasn't been seen since dc's 2011 reboot after which obsidian's father alan scott golden age green lantern was reinvented as a homosexual so that's interesting right and also because of bringing in the green lantern through hal jordan's brother's fiance or whatever uh -huh. um in supergirl i think it's supergirl isn't it that they think so yeah so it, the, what I love is that they're they're exploring so much in this universe. No, it's gonna. I'm I'm excited. I'm done. I'm ready. Um. So there's also thing with the introduction of the the JSA and the um uh what is the evil evil group in Legend, Legion of Doom? Legion of Doom. Uh, it looks like Legion of Superheroes could possibly be uh, getting introduced. Oh, cool. Uh, because Monel, who is uh um. They cast him actually. Yeah, who's because that's what we we found out is he's the one in the pod at the end of Supergirl season. Right, right. Um, he is part of the uh, Legion of Superheroes. Cool. So it, I mean, it's just it's really cool. There's so much that they can explore now. That they're starting to widen the uh, the spread of the storylines. Well, and and now that they have like pretty much all but one night on the CW. Yeah, like they're <laughs> they're gonna be able to do a lot of things, which is pretty cool. Exactly. So there, I put this here because, um, there's some, oh, do we have this later? Oh, no, this is, uh, no, this one's me. Oh, yeah, oh. I think we do have it later because I, well, basically, we, we know about the Fortnite crossover event that they're going to be doing, which, That's I'm, right. which I'm guessing is going to be during November sweeps. Um, but the thing is, the Supergirl really hasn't really been joined up so really strong, uh, with the, uh, the other shows yet. So basically, what's going to happen is, um, because her show's the first one on Monday night, an event is going to happen on on Supergirl. It's going to be a call to action is what they say, or a catalyst. And it's going to drive into the other shows. Right. And so we might see an introduction of 
the uh, the antagonist in Supergirl, but we might not see too many of the other characters from the shows on Supergirl. But Supergirl will bleed over into the other shows. Totally. Uh, I'm in. I love the fact that now I only have one show to catch up on. Kate and I still have to finish off finish off Supergirl. It is so good. I know. And and even Smith, who we'll get to later, um, is, is back into it, which is really cool. So anyway, we'll get to that later. Oh no, we'll get to it now. Um, Kevin Smith, <laughs> segue. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Smith uh, has come out and basically said he is going to not only come back to direct The Flash, which we already knew. Yeah, which he's actually, I think, recording uh, next week. Because he's, he's doing, doing it very soon. Yeah, he's doing episode three. Yeah. Um, he's doing episode seven of Supergirl, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And um, I think I have it later, uh, the name of the episode, but he is going to do Supergirl as well. Yeah. And I think, I'm thinking not this year, obviously, this run, this season. But the next season, I, I imagine he's going to be directing an episode of every single one of these shows. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, if uh, Not every single one, all of the shows, but one of each show. Right. And I would love to see him do that and have all those shows be like crossovers. Oh, that would be, I think that that would would be, be really, a cool crossover. Really sick. Um, one thing I know he doesn't watch Arrow for a fact, though, so he's going to have to catch up on that. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the things about um, Supergirl... Is that um, Harley, his daughter, is a huge fan of the actor who plays um, Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, James Olsen. James, thank you. And so she wants to go to Vancouver with him when he's recording the Supergirl episode. I kind of want to go. I know, right? <laughs> I kind of love James Olsen, too. He's beautiful. Beautiful. All right, let's move on. Arrow time. Right. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, the flashpoint from Flash is really bleeding over into everything. Right. And what that does is... It's kind of ironic that when season five starts, we're going to start getting the end of flashbacks in Arrow. You mean going back to the island every right. four seconds? Exactly. <laughs> um, because we've kind of, he's almost caught up to being yeah. rescued at that point. Yeah. Well, rescued. Yeah, well, and then he goes back. And then... But the cool thing is about the flashpoint is Tommy Merlin could return. Oh, I love that. I love that character. I, I, I had a, I, that's one of the reasons I actually really liked the show in the beginning. Because you was get the relationship these, between them. I, I really enjoyed that. And, um, really uh, faulted character. Yeah. I'm a big anti hero guy. Yeah. And Tommy definitely fits that. So, um, we also know that Dolph Lundgren is going to be joining the cast this year. And, uh, do we know you what yet? Uh, they said, I can't remember. I saw this somewhere else. I'm trying to remember what it was. Let's see. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Oh, of course. You know, because Dolph Lundgren plays a lot of Russians. He's going to be part of the Brava. Oh, I see. Which is, uh, because they're they're finishing up the flashbacks, Bravo. and this is where we're finally going to get into how. Um, I mean, we we already know his uh, um, Oliver Queen's connections to Brava um, from the island, but he, we really haven't delved where he's actually been involved because he's a like a captain in the Brava. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't gotten that far of how he's gotten in that far yet, so that's going to be explained. And obviously, that's how Dolph Lundgren is going to be uh, brought in. Ah, uh, Dolph Lundgren, I'm ready for it. And, uh, yeah, so very exciting. Um, Human Target, they just started filming the Human Target episode. Um, and I believe it's, uh, episode five or four is, uh, but the Human Target is going to be coming to Arrow. Cool, man. I'm excited for that. And they actually, yeah, uh, we. I don't know a lot about that character, but I'm still. Yeah, well, we talked about this, um, last, uh, season. Yeah. A little bit because, um, he went off and he was talking about how he's going to a different city, which is where right, the Human right. Target is. And so, yeah, so they kind of dealt into that. Uh, this is, oh, so 
again, uh, Echo Kellum is the black actor who plays the Curtis. character we were trying, Curtis right. that we were trying to think of before. Um, and he basically kind of revealed when Mr. Terrific will debut. Which is his alter identity. Which I'm so ex- I want him to be doing Badass, stuff. Badass, yeah. I want him to be awesome. Um, so he basically says, uh, you're going to see him fail, um, and keep striving. Kellum explained, there's something about Curtis that's very driven. I think you'll see some of the hurdles he'll have to pass. You'll see that he, his drive really pushes him through everything, whether it was the Olympics or now getting into the field with Team Arrow. I think it's going to be a really fun journey. And he says, Curtis is in flux professionally right now, blah, blah, blah. He says he's loyal. Uh, Felicity's gone. I'm gone too, maybe. What? So time frame, the mask is happening this year. So Very you can cool. definitely expect it. So that's cool. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish they would do more with Felicity's Overwatch. Yeah. I think they'll get there, but they have to, they really have to be done with this Elicity thing before. Yeah. Well, they have to decide which way it's going to go. Either make it. I say end it. Really? I say end it because it's, it's, I love them together. <sighs> Arrow is a darker show. Oh, definitely. And, I think, but she to, was like the ray of light that he had in his life. But I, I think that in order to keep the season, the the series going, and people have kind of fallen off after the season three ish anyway. Um, I think the way, the best way to keep that going is to break him again. I think it's to I think it's I think it's to you you get rid of Felicity and you get him back darker, finish up his you know stuff with the the island and stuff, and keep him going. And then, um, and then, and then bring her back later or something. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, if they were to bring back Tommy Merlin, that would be a yeah, right? Because that that's what broke him in season two, right? And if Flashpoint makes it where he never died, he never broke that way. And this way, if he dies again, right? I mean, I I, I just think I, I'm kind of tired of the will they won't they. As as some people, oh, are. I completely agree. I just I'm I'm on the other way. I would like them to be together and just get over it. Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of at this point, what's funny though for me is I don't think I thought the reason they broke up the last time was stupid. Oh, absolutely. and that was the only thing in the show that I was like, that's dumb. Only because like if she had been with him all this time through all of this stuff, she would have understood why he didn't. Talk she would have got it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And now that she doesn't, um, you know, and they're going back and forth, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I just think that if something happens, but they've already broken her back. They've already done all the stuff. So I don't know where else they can go with it. I'm, I'm tangenting, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I just hope they resolve it either way. Obviously spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it looks like Colton Haynes is not currently set to return. Yeah. That's bums me out a little bit. I like that character. Yeah. But I, I like him in small doses. I don't so know, like man. When he comes back for an episode or two and mm-hmm. then disappears again. Because I, you know, as much as a lot of people don't like the whole Elicity will there, I really don't like him and Speedy. Uh, because, I didn't have a problem with him and Speedy. I just. Well, not, if they had a relationship, but it's always will they, whenever yeah, they. Yeah, it's, it's true. Come on. I liked the, I liked when he was on Mirakuru though, and he was all jacked up and he was oh, like. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. You know, I thought that was cool. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Um, Did you watch the, uh, the Time Strikes Back promo yet? Uh, I did not. It's a promo for the first episode. It looks awesome. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet. Actually, I was waiting. You know what I liked about that little promo is the fact that uh, <laughs> I love, I love, um, what's his name? Cisco. Cisco. Oh, well, so actually, funny. he evidently is going to be 
a little bit of an antagonist this season. I'm glad. I love because, seeing him as a villain. Well, he's not really going to be a villain. Do you know what I'm saying? It's antagonist just, isn't always bad guy. Right. I try to tell it's just that, well, that, because but. in this version, in the Flashpoint timeline, he's rich. Mm-hmm. And he has no interest in a timeline where he's not rich. Right. And so he's kind of fighting against getting changed. Indeed. Uh, no, that'll be cool, dude. All right. So as we've already talked about how it's going to impact Arrow, Flashpoint will bleed into every DC show. And so Good. that's confirmed. Good. Um, and I'm sure the reason why is that's how it's going to be connecting up to the uh, the Supergirl multiverse. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see how this unfolds. Yep. CW is going to be a great place to be. Oh, absolutely. Um, Gorilla Grodd is going to be coming back. Non Dawson's Creek. I mean, <laughs> remember Dawson? Yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, Gorilla Grodd is coming back. Yep. So that's cool, which means that. Because of the new timeline, how is this going to affect the Gorilla City? Wait, Dawson was WB, right? CW? That was WB because it was before it was CW. WB. Yeah. Anyways, um, oh, yeah. we have a few different characters that are getting uh, 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 casted in. We have The Rival, um, who's another speedster, and that's going to be played by Tom LaSance. Cool. Uh, we've got Magenta, who's played by Joey King, and they released the first picture of her with her magenta hair. Very, Ooh. very cool. That's cool. Um, and then they're, they're introducing Caitlin Snow's mother and it's going to be played by Susan Walters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that's going to be sick. Um, yeah. there's another character called the top who's actually a male character in the comic, but they're casted as a female. Really? And her power is that she can literally make people's head spins, heads spin like in death. No, I'm guessing in like confusion. Oh, I was like, and, spin someone's head. But around she also <laughs> has the ability with a top that okay. she has a, can use it as a weapon. Interesting. So that'll be very cool. And then a lot of people are asking if Black Flash um, is going to be introduced in season three. And the, of course, the executive producers are saying, eh, you never know. Yeah, you always, never know. They, they're always keeping everything open. Of course. Um, the last, well, second to last bit of news we have with Flash is, of course, one of the main things we're really looking forward to this year. And I am actually guessing it's going to be during May sweeps. Oh, yeah. Will be the Flash Supergirl musical number. And two things, they're really eyeing Joss Whedon. They really want to bring him on board to do it. Really? Um, because he has experience with musicals. Because he had the whole Buffy musical, oh, Angel Head musical. Right. That's right. You're right. He also did, uh, you know, Doctor Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Um, uh, so I always he, forget that Whedon was horrible. Yeah. So he has a well, lot not of that experience. He's horrible, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> um, but it also looks like that it's going to include a dance number. Um, because you got to remember, uh, Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin both came from Glee. So they both have singing and dance backgrounds. And then, of course, Jesse L. Martin uh, comes from Broadway. Listeners can't see it, but I'm dancing. I've been dancing this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's disturbing. It's amazing. Okay, moving And on. then the last thing here, uh, well, not last thing, but Grant Gustin has come out and said that there's actually an Easter egg. What? Um, hidden in almost every episode. It's been in huh. since season one. And evidently a rubber duck is hidden in a scene at the, Are you pol- at the police station in almost every episode. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'll check it out. I'll have to look out for it. It's like finding a Mickey Mouse uh, or a, a Mickey. Yeah, and, hidden Mickey. And, and hidden Mickey, that's it. Um, and what's kind of interesting, there's also a dark speedster that's going to be one of the villains for this season. It's called Savitar. Yeah, that's And what's crazy. awesome is the, the Tom LaSance guy, they thought that he was being cast as Savitar, but no, he's going to be cast as the rival. Uh. Um, so and the thing is, the rival actually isn't always a villain. So we don't know, because we already know there's going to be two villains for season three. Totally. And we don't know. But uh, also, uh, the Mirror Master is going to be introduced. And actually, the Mirror Master is connected to the to the rival. What I like about this show is that 
it has no problem going back into the archives of what oh, no. the Flash and 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 DC is and finding these, you know. One I mean, of, it, it, Kevin King, Smith always says Shark. too. Yeah, that's the thing. King Shark always comes to mind. And Smith's like, I thought I would never see King Shark on screen, and there is King Shark holding Flash by the neck, looking badass. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I think yep. that's freaking cool. So I'm excited about all these things. Yes, I'm more excited about this show though. Yeah, well, you're a huge Legends of Tomorrow fan. I am. Um, season two actually only has a, a 13 episode order, which is usually a front end order. But you got to remember, season one was a mid season replacement last year, and it only had 13 episodes. Well, and for me, this makes sense because there was always the, there. There has been the talk about how expensive the show is. Well, that and it's a very intensive storyline. It's it hard is. to pull out over 22 episodes. And they're not going to do what they do with the other ones and try to do all the crossovers and stuff right. like that. It's more of a standalone thing. So 13 makes sense to me. Um, but Mark Guggenheim, who's the showrunner, uh, talks about where Legends of Tomorrow will head next season. So I really didn't want to delve into that because I want to be surprised a little I'm bit. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, so if you want to look into that, we've got the link in the show notes. We already talked about how. Well, we have talked about how the villain is going to be a little more not at the forefront. It's going to be more like. Uh, well, because we have the JSA and the yeah, Legion of Doom exactly. that are being introduced. Um, Lance Henriksen, we already talked about, is going to be cast as Obsidian. Um, actually, I just rewatched a, 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 a movie from the mid nineties, uh, a couple days ago. And it's a very underrated movie. And it's a Western called The Quick and the Dead. Oh, I've heard of it. And it's a, it's a remake of an older, older Western. Um, but I just, I keep watching that movie and it's got an incredible cast. It's Sharon Stone, um, Lance Henriksen. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Russell Crowe, Leonardo DiCaprio, Gene Hackman, um, what what year was that? Ninety five. Yeah, I remember when that came out because I remember Stone yeah, and, Gary and all those Sinise guys. Is yeah, Sinise. It. Yeah, um, it's just got everybody's in it. It's it's a it's actually a really well done. Movie. Even the like the character side actors. Yeah, yeah. there are people that have gotten like big too. So it's really and it's actually not badly written. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. So if you if you get a chance, that's my recommendation for the week. Oh, well, go watch Quick and the Dead because we're doing that. Um, but I watched it. Uh, oh, it's also got um. Uh, um, are we doing recommendations of the week now? I guess so, but not not. Ernie, uh, <laughs> who am I drawing a blank on? Um, yeah. Oh, Keith Keith David oh, okay. or David Keith? Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but he's fantastic <laughs> in it too. But Lance Henriksen is in it. Well, look, he has two first names. Yeah, that's right? name. So, um, but Lance Henriksen's awesome. You got to remember, he was also in Millennium, which was the oh, okay. Chris Carter spinoff of yeah, X Files. Yeah. Cool. Um, but they've also uh, the we you know we talked about how Star Girl's getting introduced. Um, and they cast one of the Power Rangers act- actresses to play Stargirl. Yeah, let me grab her name. It is, um. Sarah Gray. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not, uh, you know, she looks young and stuff and whatever, but I, I'm not familiar enough with, with, uh. Um, the character Stargirl, yeah. No, no, not only Stargirl, but just, I, I've never seen her in anything. And right. I don't, and I, and I haven't been following the Power Rangers anymore. So, you know. Exactly. Well, things. you know, the, the Stargirl is teamed up with Obsidian, and you've got Dr. Midnight and yeah. uh, Our Man. They're all going to be introduced. So Cool. Um, yeah, so lots of cool stuff coming to Legends of Tomorrow. Um, we talked about this earlier, how uh, Supergirl, the, the, the four-episode crossover, is going to be introduced, uh, started with Supergirl, how it's going to be Catalyst, uh, the Catalyst is going to start there. Um, we met Miss Martian last season. Did we? Um, we did. I didn't because I haven't seen it. Uh, you haven't, but it turns Spoilers. out they're bringing her back uh, oh, cool. as a uh, bigger character. Nice. Because she was only on for one episode. And Clitza Flockhart is uh, confirmed. 
She's coming back. Yeah, because there are rumors that she wasn't going to be or that they were going to be minimizing her role. I'm guessing they are going to be minimizing her role. But she is coming back. She is. And what, I'm actually not a huge Calista Flockhart fan, but I she like is her fantastic that, as Cat Grant. She's so good. As they got later on in the season, they started making more jokes about her personal life. About, oh, really? Not Cat, well, about Cat Grant, too, but about Calista Flockhart. Nice. Because, you know, she's been married to Harrison Ford for a long time. Right, 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 right. And they've actually dated even longer. They've been dating for, I mean, they've been together for almost 20 years. Wow. And uh, I'm actually, I remember when we went, when we were working at Applebee's together when we were younger. Oh, um, that happened. They were coming up to uh, possibly buy a house in, in Pismo Beach. Oh, no and way. they stopped in Applebee's. Oh, that's funny. I would yeah. have loved to meet Harrison Ford in um, my life, too. Well, nobody met him. No. He just came in. I know. Nobody yeah. met him, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, one of the things I love is near the end of the season, uh, she's just like offhandedly talking to one of her assistants. She goes, and please have Harrison Ford stop stalking <laughs> me or whatever. It's just, it's really cute how they, they pulled it in. That's funny. Um, we already talked about how they're bringing in Mon-El. Yep. That's um, going to be played by Chris Wood. By Chris Wood. Yeah. And how, uh, he's a cousin of the House of L. Cool. And, um, we already talked about this, but Kevin Smith is, the title. uh, oh, the title. Yep. So Kevin Smith, we already talked about he is going to be directing an episode of Supergirl and the title is going to be dun, 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 Supergirl lives. Oh, awesome. Because that's, that really has to play off of the, uh, cause there's a famous comic line of Superman lives. Yeah. He says, I'm going to cry about this. The name of the script I wrote back in 1996 was called Superman lives. Yep. So that's pretty cool. I'm, 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 I'm really glad that not only, I mean, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. We both are, but the, but the bottom line for me is I'm glad that when they bring him in, they are doing, they're catering to the fact that one, he's a director, obviously, but two, they're catering to the fact that he's a fan. Oh yeah. And that he's written in the, in, in DC world. You know, oh, yeah. he's done all these things. Cause he did a run of green, uh, green, uh, uh, Green Lantern. Arrow meets, uh, no, wait, what is it? Green Lantern. No. He did Green Lantern. He also did, uh, I think he did Green Arrow. Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet. La- Green Hornet. Yeah, yeah, he did that one as well. Right. Uh, he did a run. He's done uh, Batman. Yeah, he's done lots of runs. Yeah. But what I like is that, you know, if he wrote a script for something in 1996 and they're like, hey, how about you come and direct, you know, Supergirl lives? And it's like, He's gonna he's gonna lose it, and he's oh, gonna yeah. do such a good job. It's oh, gonna be absolutely. so good. So, and I I think he's definitely found his niche because I mean he is a great film director, but now he can do his pet projects in right. film and totally knock it out of the park in TV. And and the TV thing's gonna be cool. He's gonna be doing Buckaroo Banzai, and he's, and he's got Mallrats coming, which is gonna be great. So, yeah, but absolutely. let's save that for later. Okay. Um, we only have a couple things for Constantine, um, but Berlanti, who of course is the main. <laughs> main guy um he says that he is not planned to uh yeah oh sorry it's totally my fault you, I typed you, that mi- out. you mistyped that i was um, I, I left that yeah it's berlanti says constantine yeah. is not planned to return to arrow it doesn't say he can't return to say legends of tomorrow right because the legends of tomorrow executive producer says it would be a crime for constantine not to appear i agree yes absolutely time i drop it um, on the other hand, we will get to this a little bit in the DCEU. Okay. But with the introduction of, um, the dark universe, uh, oh. coming to the screen, um, that's definitely going to include Constantine. So they might start having to wrangle about, is he in the DCEU? Is he in the Berlantiverse? Oh, Are I see what you're both, just yeah. like they do with Flash. Okay. So it's definitely going to be something they have to talk about. Agreed. 
All right, man. On to Marvel. I like Marvel. Yes. Uh, uh, three little news things here first. First of all, the Russo brothers have endorsed their that they would love to have Anna Kendrick as Squirrel Girl. I mean, we talked about this, what, a few weeks ago? Yeah, because be somebody great. did a fan picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would be brilliant as I'm Squirrel in. Girl. Um, right now, this week, from August 23rd to the 28th, Marvel is doing Jack Kirby week. Okay. And so if you go to Marvel.com, they're releasing like long-form interviews. Oh, really? Discussions about some of his seminal works. Like uh, uh, yesterday, they released a big, long discussion on the Hulk, which is one of his main nice. introduction or main uh, contributions to the Marvelverse. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, we talked about this a little bit during the Comic-Con episode, but yeah. they have a new loyalty program. It's called Marvel Insider. Go check it out. It's absolutely free. Um, I'm going to be joining it um, because you can get perks. And yeah. Who, who doesn't I, like free stuff? I like perks. All right. Let's go on to some films in the MCU. Um, Ant-Man. I'm on, I'm on board with this. Why don't you take this? Uh, I love... Okay. So, first thing, I love the Ant-Man movie. I know it doesn't get as much cred as some of the other ones, but... It's good. I, I really like the Ant-Man movie. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Michael Pena is coming back. Now, I've heard on some other shows, which is actually kind of funny, that people aren't super stoked about this. I think he stole the show. Oh, absolutely. And really made the... I, I mean, this the Ant-Man was funny. And it should have been funny. The, the, especially when you cast, uh, what, uh, Rudd as the, as, oh, the yeah. as, as the main dude, you, you have to know that it's going to be funny and it's going to be kind of spoofy. Dude, I mean, at the end where Thomas the Tank Engine is oh. huge and comes barreling out of the house. But I'm glad Michael Pena is coming back and, and, you know, the haters, um, I hope that they kind of give him a little bit more, like one extra story to tell. Right. So that, People can realize that, yeah, people are like, well, he talks too fast. Well, well, I heard this on a couple of shows. I'm like, well, I talk fast. I talk fast too. And I love that I talk fast. I'm going to keep talking fast. And I like talking fast. I talk for a living. To Avengers? On the other <laughs> hand, I am going okay. to move our speed down to 1x. <laughs> there will be no 1x speed. I don't go on 1x. And, you know, kind of touching like back to, I, yeah, you, are. you know what I'm saying? Um, I, we mentioned this in our main show. So if you've already listened to our main show, this isn't going to be a surprise to you, but I have uh, become a fan of the YouTube channel, How It Should Have Ended. And there is a How It Should Have Ended for Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Because it's the beginning of the film where he comes out of jail and Michael Payne is there in his right. van to pick him up. And then all of a sudden, Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly pull up in their car saying, <laughs> we had this whole elaborate plan, but we just said, screw it. And, you know, I'm going to pay you a whole bunch of money and I'll hire you. <laughs> so it's like the whole movie ends like that. Oh, that's funny. All right. Avengers. A lot of Avengers news. And yep. this is really going to be touching on the overall concept of that Avengers 1 and 2 Infinity War 1 and 2 is not going to be that anymore. And we've already talked about this before. We have, but I find that really interesting. Like, they just decided to just go one movie. Yeah, well, no, they're still doing the two movies. What do you mean? But they're instead of it being Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2, it's just going to be Infinity War, and the second movie is going to have a different title, which they haven't. Oh, I misread yet. that. I thought they were just like, um, instead of two movies, we're going to do one. No, they're going to do two, but what the Russo brothers, who have really become the auteur of the yeah, the marvel verse they're all right um i like them they are um they they explain the name change by saying that they are connected because all movies in the marvel verse are connected Mar the cinematic universe are connected but they aren't directly sequelized okay you know so I got it, you. It, it becomes a misnomer and they don't like doing that so really going to name it okay where it, it is going to be a different avengers movie and it is going to be connected 
but it could be like because you know with the end of the Age of Ultron and with what's going on in Civil War, yeah, that's setting up where it's, it's going to be a different lineup in the Avengers, indeed. And so it's it's kind of they're just going to rename it. Cool man. Um, uh, Vin Diesel has come out. He just finished wrapping um, Fast Eight, which we'll talk about in real reviews. Um, but he has come out and confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be part of the Infinity War. I love it. Yes. Very That's excited awesome. about it. Um, and this week, um, they It'd started- be weird if they weren't, right? Well, yeah, because they are part of it in this. Well, because it's, it is a, it's a galactic war. Right. Because it's against Thanos. Yeah. Come on. Right. I agree. Um, but the Infinity War, which, uh, doesn't come out for a couple more years, they've started their extras casting. Which is cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, also, uh, the Russo brothers, uh, Anthony and Joe, are uh, have said that the Infinity War is going to be teasing out new characters, and it's a new beginning for the cinematic universe. Um, the reason being for this is they can't be paying right. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. They can't. They can't pay Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. money, right? And have sixty other actors playing all well, the other not roles, only that, right? But like all, I mean. Chris Hemsworth and all them. Right. I mean, they're all going to be, I mean, they're all under contract for a certain amount of films and they're all coming right. up. So that's why you had the introduction of War Machine right, and right. Ant-Man and because all these. So do you think the big guys aren't going to be there at all? I think that instead of having them under contract for a certain slate of films, I see. they'll bring them in as cameos, like, for example, how Iron Man is going to be a cameo in Spider-Man. And I'm fine with that. Oh, That's absolutely. Fine. That's totally fine. Because they can we afford to say, of other stuff to yeah, instead with. of saying, okay, well, we're going to give Robert yeah. Downey Jr. $50 million and back-end money. It's a lot of money. It's going to say, okay, well, we can pay him 5 to $10 million and have him in for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? God, could you imagine? <laughs> right? <laughs> Moving on. Um. So Joe Russo, one of the Russo brothers, has addressed rumors that X-Men will be joining uh, Infinity War. Mm. Um, because this all comes, we talked about in last verse, that Legion, which is part of the X, uh, the X universe, is actually part of the MCU now. Right. And so it, he's really saying that it's, it's always under discussion, just like it was with Spider-Man, because um, the Russo brothers were the main catalyst to bring Spider-Man back in. Um, but it's not under current talks right now yeah he basically says as far as we know there's isn't uh there isn't talk regarding x-men right but it's always in the back of their mind right cool which i I mean that'd be pretty cool if they got in there it would be but that's i mean bringing something like spider-man which is a solo main character right from a struggling i mean not not that this not that sony was struggling but a studio that was struggling with the concept right bringing that into the fold as opposed to Bringing a stable of characters from an established eight movie run yeah, so far, true. or something like that. I, I, I so see what you're saying. It is a lot different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could bring in some something like Fantastic Four, which is very struggled, even though it is a stable of characters. That would be easier. That would be better. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, the Russo brothers also came out in an article. You can see this is very Russo brothers heavy. Um, they've come out and talked about how Civil War sets up Infinity War, and it really just boils down to how you know we had the battle. How everyone has kind of like come down on their sides right. and everyone's kind of like gone to their own corners now. And that's how everything is setting up to meet up again. Totally. No excited about it, dude. Um, the, the Russo brothers actually come from the show community. <laughs> that's where they, they, they've directed a whole bunch of shows of community. Yeah. So for the la- for every movie they've done so far, which is, uh, they've done Winter Soldier and, um, and Civil War. Civil War. Both of them had cameos of characters from community. Wait, didn't they do, um, Age of Ultron too? No, that was the last one. No, that was yeah, yeah, that was we. Okay. 
Um, and so they said they're going to continue the streak. So uh, nice. Infinity War is going to have another community character. Awesome. And Winter Soldier is confirmed for Infinity War as well. Yeah, which we kind of saw coming because he's makes sense. I mean, you can't have. But again, we were talking about the thing, like yeah. I mean, but he's not. He's, he's not Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he's not. Sebastian Stan is a great actor. He's cool. I like. But him. um, it's um, but he doesn't get paid that that sort of money. Plus, he's a newer addition. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has been in here since 2007. Sebastian Stan wasn't introduced. I mean, he was introduced in yeah in the first Avenger, but he didn't become a main character until Winter Soldier. Right. Um. <laughs> again, with the Russo brothers, there's a couple of things uh, talking about Civil War. Is that if you notice during we're the talking main, about Captain America now? Oh yeah, sorry. We're we're yeah, we're, but we're, we're still yeah yeah. I we're still talking Russo brothers, so mm-hmm. because they did Captain mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. If you remember the main battle at the at the uh, airport, yeah. War Machine and Vision were pretty much taken out of the the battle. Yeah, I mean they were involved, but we didn't see them much. Um, and and they the Rooster Brothers have come out and explained that it's just it's the way that it worked. I mean, right. there's also concept art, early concept art that got released this week that showed Ant Man actually on Team Iron Man. Oh, really? And there's a cool I, I posted it to Pinterest uh, yesterday, and it showed uh, Captain America punching Giant Man. No way! And it was a really kind of cool. Oh, drawing. that's cool. Um, but so, but they just said that it's all in flux. Yeah, and it yeah. talks about how, um, when the Russo brothers actually sit down to write a movie and figure out what they're doing, is they first of all talk about the main people they have, right? right? The main characters they have that they've already had established in the show, in the series, like Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, all that stuff. But then they also look at everyone that they have access to. So of course they've got to discount X-Men and all that stuff. Yeah. But they've got to, Thing and so then that's when they pick and choose how they. It's really like a chessboard, and they're moving the chess pieces around, because evidently uh, they were originally considering Red Hulk and Iron Spider. I know, I saw this, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because Red Hulk is actually the the general, yeah, the uh, William Hurt character, okay, right? Um, that's uh, he actually becomes Red Hulk, okay, and so they, but they said we already have him. He's there to serve a purpose as being the voice of the government, right? To give him that backstory of how he became the Red Hulk with too much for now, but it could. But do it later, later, maybe, yeah. And that's why they decided, I mean, they could have had anybody be a government hack come in. They chose him to do that. But also. Open uh, the door for a later possible introduction. For uh, the and, and I like that. But also, I mean, you throw a Hulk in the mix. That's the other thing. And that really, uh, Throws the balance of a fight. Yeah, and they actually said that um, if they were to have introduced Red Hulk into that storyline, it wouldn't be as basically a character. He would have just been a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, exactly. And that would have been his purpose. Right. And that would have shortchanged the character. Yeah. Because Red Hulk is a cool character. Cool. It looks like that they they had a whole black backstory for Black Widow. I know. I saw this War, man, and, and I was cut. and I was super bummed about this because, but at the same time, I'm actually kind of stoked about it. Yeah. Because yeah. that means that we might get. Of the really cool Black Widow movie we all want. Exactly. Cause I think that's also what I'm talking about where the Russo brothers decide what they want to do. And I think it would have, by introducing a Black Widow story, backstory into Civil War, it would have shortchanged the possibility of a movie. Well, that's I, why they decided. I think the it. movie probably maybe would have happened, but they also would have been locked into that backstory or yes. whatever they decide to do in that film exactly. and not doing it, not doing it in the other movie lets them when they get to the Black Widow movie, let them do whatever they want with that and they're not constricted at all. And I'm I'm actually really I would love to see Scarlett Johansson 
in a Black Widow film. Oh, I, I think that would be and actually, absolutely we talked about phenomenal. In the last verse uh, episode or verse four, yeah. uh, Joss Whedon said he would come back to do a Black Widow. Oh, I'd love to see that. Um, and talking about the importance of a backstory and why it's uh, why it uh, it's integral into how a character is introduced, Captain Marvel right. said they're actually going to be changing the origin story for her because if you don't know the Captain Marvel character, it is so convoluted mm-hmm. in a backstory because she's. Uh, connected to rogue in the x-men she's connected to the dark phoenix saga saga she's connected to kamala khan there's okay. all these different she's connected to actually marv l oh is really a alien that brought the powers in there's all this stuff that's connected. okay and there's actually um i'm go- guessing they're gonna streamline it yeah <laughs> absolutely um go to nerdist.com and check out um the dan cave and he talks about uh he does an episode called everything you need to know about captain marvel cool very, very cool. Very succinct. Like 10 minutes tells you everything you need to know. Nice. Uh, they released the director shortlist for Captain uh, Marvel. They've already said that they want it to be a female director. Mm-hmm. Um, very much like they did, uh, the, you know, Wonder Woman is doing, um, they, any time they're trying to do a major female character, they want to do a female director. It makes sense. Yeah. So the shortlist is Nikki Caro, who directed Whale Rider and McFarland USA. Okay. Uh, Leslie Lanka Gladder. Uh, who's known because she was the main director for most of Homeland's run. Oh, okay. But she also okay. did a lot of West Wing. She okay. did Mad Men, Newsroom, Studio okay. 60, lots of stuff. And then uh, Lorraine Scafaria, who her main directorial uh, effort is Seeking a Friend for the End of the Universe. Hmm. But she's mostly known because she wrote the screenplay for Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Oh, interesting. Do you uh, – what do you think? Do you, do you have a preference? Um, I'm or do you think huge, one would be better than the other? Well, I'm a huge fan of Gladder. Okay. Well, obviously, because I'm a huge fan of all the shows that she's done. Yeah. But I think Lorraine Scafaria has a really good knack for a strong female character. Okay. Um, like the Keira Knightley character in Seeking a Friend for the End of the Universe, the Kate Dennings character, Nick and Nora. Yeah. They have strong voices. Okay. And so I think she would be good, even though she's not writing the script, because the script is actually being written uh, by two women, the ones who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy and oh. uh, I think Toy Story 3. Awesome. I mean good hands on that exactly yeah um we got some i like her i like i'll let you i'll let you take the doctor strange stuff all right doctor strange so it's for sure gonna be rated pg-13 which which, everyone could guess which makes a ton of sense um there was a really cool trailer that came out during the olympics yes uh did you see it i I, did yeah it's uh, i have a link in the show notes this isn't the show where we watch trailers but i i Anything Doctor Strange right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Uh, it's only uh, three months away. Yeah, oh, that's, I'm so excited. Less than three months. Uh, Tilda Swinton, um, kind of came out and started talking about the casting controversy around her playing the ancient one. Right? We've talked about this a ton of we times. We have. Um, we have a link in the show notes for that. Um, I just don't, I just don't think it matters. I just no, think that let's see the movie and then. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I, I just want, want to see the movie. I'm reading the comics. I, I want to, I want to see where all this goes and then make my judgments, I guess. You know, we, throughout all of pop culture, there is such a, um, racial and gender bending of established characters. Yeah. That it really doesn't matter anymore. I mean, with the, the flipping of, of Ghostbusters, the flipping and, of Ocean's Eleven. And a perfect example is a Dark Tower. They they cast Edges Alba as as the freaking gunslinger, gunslinger, yes. and it's very clear in the text he is not a black man, right? Which is I think it's going to be 
absolutely phenomenal. Which I think if he knocks that out of the park, I think that actually could lead to Idris Elba being cast as Bond. Which I think is that the, would be cool. which is the ultimate changeover. That would be cool. Um, yeah. The only other thing would be to change Bond to being a female character, which would be very hard to do. I think that'd be pretty difficult. But, but I'm, I'm, I support it. But but yeah, to make it, it just all. But but we've already talked about how in uh, the Berlantiverse, the top has been uh, gender switched. Yeah. Um. The even in the uh, we'll talk about it when we finally get around to doing another one shot. Yeah. Uh, the new Iron Man is a black teenage girl. Right. Which awesome. Let's just do more of that. Exactly. Because, I mean, <laughs> uh, more inclusion is always good. Because, and, and this is something, actually, I gave my students uh, a slight tangent here. Um, I do, uh, I've talked about this before, I do my heroes, anti-heroes, heroes journey, Star Wars kind of unit at the beginning of the year. Um, one of the things I actually really found a cool article talking about DC's plans to uh, target girl the girl audience that is missing you know that's not represented in merchandise it's not represented on the big yep. screen and again as we know dc is the first one that's gonna have that all female that uh, that yep. female lead superhero movie yeah, Wonder Woman. it's got a, a year and a half lead on captain marvel which is which which is gonna be awesome and that's gonna really help dc in what they're struggling with right now but also it it only widens the audience when it's and I, and this is something I talk to my students about all the time. It's like, why do we watch the shows we watch? Why? And I, and I have them respond on their phones on the thing. And I, and it's like, what did you watch? I, I tell them, go and watch something and let's, let's talk about you it. Go and, to try to find yourself. Yeah. And, and you want to see yourself on the screen. Not only that, you want, you don't want to see the Supermans out there because there's nothing at stake. They right. don't, they don't make the, the same mistakes we make. Exactly. You know, and, and this is something I, I'm really passionate about. That's why I think DC is actually better than Marvel. I mean, the DC, not, not saying the DCEU, but the DC company and all of their properties. And they have flawed characters. Exactly. And I think that's why in some ways I do lean more towards DC because I love me some Batman and I love that kind of stuff. But at the same time, um, I think it's really important that, that this, that this kind of goes away and we don't get hung up on it so much. Yeah, and the the importance of Wonder Woman cannot be understated because yeah. I mean as as important as Captain Marvel and Black Widow are, you know, they've been around for 30 40 years. That is right. a long time. But they were being introduced in the 60s and 70s the rise of the female empowerment movement. Indeed. But with Wonder Woman, she was introduced in the early 40s. She's been around as long as Captain America. Exactly. Okay, she is the epitome of women's strength. Right. And, and- so I'm glad we're having this conversation, but at the same time, we're, we're men talking about this and we'll see. I'm, I'm I can't wait to see what happens after yeah. all, after all of this. Uh, so Tony Stark, is he going to make a cameo in Dr. Strange? I would love it. <laughs> I just think he should. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm on board for more Tony Stark, whatever. And what I also like the, just the title of this make me laugh. Uh, Cumberbatch admits the footage for Dr. Strange stunned him. Yeah. He's, he's in as much in awe of what we're seeing as we are. And if what we're seeing in the trailers and stuff like that is any, is, I mean, this movie's going to be visually stunning, visually amazing. But at the same time, from what I understand, um, we really are going to get a very true to the character Strange, and I'm, I'm cool. excited about that. So, um, so first TV spot for Marvel's Doctor Strange, uh, we saw that, 
And um, what I do like about this article, and we have a link in the show notes, Dr. Strange's director says, magic won't be explained scientifically, and it shouldn't be. No, especially since they've actually come out and said this is the introduction of the multiverse and not right. just the, the universe. You can have those spiritual and ethereal concepts and right. not have to, because they've, 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 that's the one thing they did with Thor. Right. Is you got those and they try to explain them scientifically with the introduction of physics. Here, it's just like, it is different. And also, I like, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of Deadpool comics and, you know, he dates this, <laughs> this, this being, this eternal being, demon woman, right. whatever. And they don't try to go out and explain why she can do what she can do and stuff like that. It's like, well, it's it's called magic. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how it is, you know, and they just kind of leave it at that. And when he runs into Doctor Strange, it's magic, you know. I'm in. I mean, he is called the Supreme Sorcerer for a reason. Indeed. Guardians of the Galaxy. Sorcerer Supreme. Um, yeah, Benicio Del Toro is going to be returning as a collector for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There's a lot of uh, uh, talk about that he might not. Yeah. I'm excited because I love the collector. I love the collector. I love the collector. Um, James Gunn, the director, doesn't think the doesn't think the MCU and TV will be interacting. You mean he doesn't soon. think yeah. like the thing in our in our outline? I hate you. <laughs> I, I was all about typos. This outline, <laughs> a lot of typos. Um, I might fix that. So one. he doesn't argue. He doesn't think that the MCU and TV will be interacting anytime soon. And we we've been asking for this, talking about it, you know, with Shield and all the Netflix stuff. It's like it's just doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. But what I like about the way they're doing is they're not saying it can't like dc is right they're just saying it isn't yet mm. which is fine agreed um stan lee is going to be making a cameo in guardians of the galaxy 2 oh, which i'm is so great. excited and he's Guardi- only like 94 right 93 <laughs> and it's also been said that guardians of the galaxy 3 is going to happen with or without james gunn that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Because that's the thing is they have such a great stable of directors and writers. Yeah, you just get someone else in there. Exactly. No problem. Lots of big controversial Spider-Man news this week. Really? I'm, I'm out of the loop on this. So. Uh, Zendaya, who is a African-American actress who from Disney. Okay. Who has already been cast. And actually, um, there was t- no real talk about who she was going to play. It's been revealed that she's actually going to be Mary Jane. No way. Yes. Oh, that's badass. So that's another thing. We're going to have an African-American Mary Jane. Done. In. Yes. Awesome. And Gunn came out and defended the 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 concept. Well, and I I, I let's see, uh, I know what the internet's like. Gee, I wonder what people had to say about that. Uh, she's Mary, not black. Mary Jane isn't black. Exactly. Give me my Mary Jane, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So stupid. Screw you guys. Um, <laughs> Anthony Russo, um, who again they were the Russo brothers were some of the main catalysts to bring Spider Man back over. Um, he thinks this could be the best Spider Man movie yet, and. If what we got in uh, Civil War was an indicator, uh, the actor... Tom Holland is phenomenal. He, he, he's really, really good. But at the same time, I think they're really creating uh, an environment for that actor to thrive. But at the same time, I think they're really looking at what went wrong in the other ones and like well, saying, I mean, like, all right, let's so, just do this right. There's only so often you can cast thirty some or late 20s, right. early 30 actors to play a high school student. Tom Holland is young. Yeah. He's like, you get a young dude that yeah. can bounce around like a spider, done. Exactly. Bounce um, around like a spider? As only a spider Spiders can. Spiders don't really... Well, here we are. Um, <laughs> we have Martha Kelly and Jonah Zhao have okay. been cast. Uh, no word yet on who they're going to be playing, but they're just they're fleshing out the cast. All right. Um, Bokeem Woodbine, who I love... Um, who is he? 
if you saw him, you would know who he is. Uh, a gap teeth, bald head. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, give me a picture. No picture of the dude? Oh, no. Um, just Google him really quick. You'll, you'll see him. Um, anyways, Bokeem Woodbine is going to be coming in, and he's playing the Shocker. Cool. I'm in. I can't find his face. I'm over it. Moving on. Uh, he was in The Rock. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was uh, the one who gets shot in the stomach, and he does a weird sort of... Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's okay. a really good actor. I like it. Cool. Um, the, and also, they're talking about how Black Widow might have a cameo in Spider-Man, but also Silk may be introduced. Hmm. Silk is a, is a current running um, web slinger. Cool. I'm in. Yep. Lots of Thor news. Um, and the, the Marvel does it right. They um, do. Tom Holland went and did a lot of Spider-Man stuff at the hospital. Um, but Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston visited a children's hospital. And I put this at the top of this because it's always important to talk about. I, I, I want to make sure that these guys get their due for what they're doing, not to be lame about it. But I mean, if they're going to go out of their way and go to a hospital for a chunk of time and, and make these kids day, I mean, and I mean, not that they wouldn't, but you know, it's, the, it's, it's got to be contractually obligated by Marvel. I don't, I don't even and, care about that. No, it's though, not. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that Marvel is putting it in there. Yeah. But I'm glad that these people are willing to have that in their contract. I agree. And, and not only that, um, more people contractually or not could do it. Exactly. More, um, more movie stars could do it. Yes. And they don't. And these guys do. Yes. Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> um, Natalie Portman, who's kind of been missing yeah, since Thor 2. I saw this developing. Um, she just hasn't, well, it's, she says that she thinks she's done. Mm-hmm. She just hasn't been approached. It doesn't look like they're really reaching out to her to really play Jane. I mean, they wrote her out of the last two, pretty much. Well, just that she's off planet. All right. Well, right. You say or that. Whatever. But, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, the big thing is, is actually, I'm, I'm going to, for right now, it looks like she's not involved. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to, Revisit this in a couple of stories. Okay. We'll get to it in a second. Sounds good. Uh, Ragnarok, it looks like, is going to be scored by Devo's Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah, <laughs> Devo. Awesome. <laughs> uh, he's a very good composer. Um, you know, whip, whip it. it. Whip it good. Whip it do, good. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it just shows Danny Elfman, who came from Oingo Boingo. Right. You know, 80s. These guys are brilliant, dude. Yeah, 80s uh, composer or 80s songwriters are great composers nowadays. Indeed. So that's great. Um, Ragnarok is partially going to be set in New York City. We're already starting to see set photos. Cool. And I don't know if you want to know this, mm, but oh. there is a character from the MCU that is going to be appearing or at least mentioned because there's a set photo of Thor holding a piece of paper with an address on it. Oh, no. Who is it? Do you want to know? Yeah, tell me. Spoilers, go. It's Stephen Strange's address. No. Yes. I'm in. Oh, Strange. I'm ready. And also photos find out that uh, Anthony Hopkins is going to be returning as Odin. Because if you remember yeah. at the end of Thor 2, Loki took over the Odin role. Right. I mean, he's just, he changes his vision to be Odin. Yeah. So what has happened to Odin? Good question. In these pictures, it looks like Loki cast him down to Earth. And he's living as like a homeless person in New York. Oh. How awesome is it? That's gonna be cool. I'm um, not familiar with the Warriors Three. Well, it's the, the three warriors that, that work with a uh, you know Sif and the 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 uh, oh. martial artist and the, the. Okay, I think when I read this, I was like Warriors Three. Yeah. Well, the thing confused. that was really holding this up is yeah. that Jamie Alexander, who plays Sif, is huge on 
blind spot right now. Right. It's whether she would be able to be brought back in. Well, it looks like the Warriors 3 are going to be returning. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Because I love Jamie Alexander. Me too. Now, this is where I'm bringing Jane back in. Um, okay. We're back to that. We are. Because how have they written out Thor in the comics? Replacing him with a woman? Exactly. And it's Jane. Oh, okay. nice. That's okay. who the, Thor, the female Thor is. Is that really what it is? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Um. Yeah, so Ragnarok, uh, Hiddleston and Hemsworth have come out and said this might be it for them playing the characters. Huh. Because they're coming up near the end of their contracts. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and we're going to get to the point, too, in the next few years, five years, where all these guys are going to be at the end of their contracts, and they're going to play some someone else, like they do in the comics. Exactly. Like they've always done. Yep. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, if you just look at the, the evolution of Captain America, yep. you've had Captain America, Peggy Carter has been Captain America. Right. Um, Falcon has been Captain America. Barnes has yeah. been Captain America. Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes has been Captain America. And you just gotta, you just gotta do that and you gotta be okay with it. Like, I know that, like, we get uh, attached to Chris Evans. We get attached to Hemsworth. We get attached to, uh, um, homeboy, uh, Hiddleston, but you just gotta, like, realize that this comes from a comic route where at right. some point they're gonna evolve into something else. To continue a different storyline, which is right. which is awesome. And one thing, actually, I'm going to bring up here again, touching base on the whole one shot thing because this is in the comics. Yeah. Um. I they've revealed because there's a, a comic run called the International Iron Man, and they revealed who the Iron Man in the suit is. It's Doctor Doom. Oh right. Oh, it's badass, dude. It's like, I love what it. the I hell? I love it. I love it. They. I mean, they just go out of the park on these. Yeah. It's just awesome. Cool, man. All right, so we're on to Marvel Television. Is it Marvel television or are we just in television? No, yeah, no, we're, in, we're in Marvel. Oh, my God. Um, several Marvel TV shows are being considered by ABC. Why wouldn't they be? Well, and what I find interesting about this is because, you know, we have this whole thing with... Uh, Most Wanted. Yeah, and, and, and long and the short of it is, it doesn't seem like these other networks are that attached to it yet but they're seeing they're starting to see what's going on netflix they're starting to see what's happening on the cw right and they're like we gotta do something yeah right and what was it abc who lost a supergirl cbs cbs lost supergirl so it's like i mean lost supergirl well the difference is is that's a totally different audience though yeah it is but also abc is owned by disney who owns marvel right so it's it's also synergy right there it makes a ton of sense it does but we already have legion which is actually going to be on um was it fox uh well i don't know we have to get to that well i I can't remember where legion is going to be okay anyways um but most wanted it was a, a show they were going to be doing and they did a pilot but it had they didn't pick it up which i thought was funny because uh there's this whole petition right now saying like i want to see this pilot exactly and had we seen the pilot some more folks might be on board but the problem is the network already said they weren't going to do it exactly they're not it'll eventually make it out somewhere yeah but it's also they had that other one they're going to be doing on the uh, the insurance people that have to deal with the other thing in uh dc is doing their show powerless powerless right Um, right which we'll actually talk about a little bit later, but the the Marvel dropped their show of the same of the same concept. What were we trying to find about this? Uh, what show it's going to be on, or what channel? Uh, FX. FX. Yeah. So the same channel as uh, Archer. Yeah. So Legion was going to be on FX. Yeah. Well, and Legion kind of makes a follow because they're originally going to do the Hellfire right. Club, which is the um the the group that the White Queen and um the Kevin Bacon character from First Class. I'm drawing a blank on his name. 
He's the Nazi that can oh can uh, power. Red Skull. No, not Red Skull. But anyways, I can't remember. Um, but anyways, he's a part of the, the Hellfire Club, and it's a long running nefarious yeah. group within the X universe. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. No, I can't think of it. All right, uh, talking about origins being altered. We yeah. talked about that with uh, with uh, Captain Marvel. Um, because they're introducing Ghost Rider into Agents of Shield, they're they're altering his origin. And I think that's going to be fine. Um, I'm behind on Shield too. Um, right. and I love Ghost Rider's origin, but I don't mind if they change things a little bit. And too. The thing is, it's not a really deeply held origin. I no, mean, it's, it's he. He was a was a stunt person who, right? You know, signed a contract with the devil. But I mean, you know, at some point, someone makes a deal with the devil. That's just how it goes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, I guess season four is supposed to be edgier, which I'm into because I really you love like, edgier stuff. I love it. edgier the better. And uh, what else do we have here? I don't even know how to say it. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has cast uh, Parmander Nagra okay. um, as an anti-human politician. So very much like um, the- She's a cool actress, too. Oh, she's great. She yeah. used to be in- um, uh, It says it here somewhere. Yeah, she was in ER. Yeah. Uh, she was on um, another show for a while. She's been on ER Blacklist. Blacklist. She, yeah. yeah, she was on Blacklist. Um, yeah. She was also in- um, she had her big break in Bend It with Beckham. Bend It Like Beckham with Keira Knightley. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, she's a fantastic actress. I'm on board with her. But she's kind of taking over the the whole um, anti-human politician role from yeah. Gary Shandling. Yeah. Who, totally. unfortunately, passed away this year. That's very sad. Um, all right. Legion is part of the MCU, not the X-Verse. Okay. We've already, uh, because it's been announced that, um, you know, he's connected to the X-Universe, but he's being released through, through the MCU. For sure. Uh, anything that's new content, I'm cool with. Same here. And and this whole thing with the Runaways. Like, I don't know anything about the Runaways. This is a very cult book. Um, it's I a, have a link in here that says, what is Marvel's Runaways? Because it is a great I don't cult. know. I'll, I'll tell you uh, just a little quick rundown. Mar- Marvel and Hulu. Marvel's actually getting away from Netflix with this, which is interesting. Because this is a little bit of a different type of uh, concept. What it is, is it takes place in L.A., and the Runaways are six young kids who find out their parents are part of a nefarious organization called the Pride. Okay. Who secretly run the underground element in in uh, L.A. And the reason being is they were approached by aliens years ago who said, we are going to wipe out all of human civilization. We are picking you people to run this city huh. to help us instigate this 25 years down the road. Okay. The kids find out. And decide to run away and fight their parents from a distance. I see. Okay. And so that's the concept. It follows six teenage people. Interesting. And it's a really cool uh, book that, that got a lot of... Uh, so uh, they're doing this. Yeah, they are. This is happening. Yeah. And cool. it's going to be a really cool book. Good to hear. Netflix time. On to Netflix. Okay, you've watched Stranger Things. Tell I love that. Stranger Things. And if you haven't watched it yet, you're dumb. I haven't. Um, well... I already said it. <laughs> anyway, no, you really need to watch it. Um, I've gotten some of my students into it. They're amped. Um, it's super popular out, out there right now. One of the better Netflix original series, I think, that they've ever done. Um, and I've said it before, a nice mix between, you know, X-Files, E.T., and Goonies. I mean, it's just kind of like young kids, but at the same time, um, it's, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal, man. So you got to check it out. Um, it's, yeah, the reason why we're bringing this up, we're bringing it up because (laughs) it seems to be bigger than Marvel at the moment. Um, and what do I mean by that? Well, it basically says Netflix has in the past disputed the numbers provided by symphony, blah, 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 
And if AC says, still Stranger Things co-creator Matt Duffer says, uh, that the show has rejected 15 to 20 times by other networks before Netflix gave it a shot. And now it's going reviews from both critics and audiences. Rotten Tomatoes listed as 94% and 96% from each of those demographics respectively and possibly a huge audience. And there's already talk of a second season for better or worse. Um, but uh, some numbers that are great is that 8.2 oh, million people watch Stranger Things in its first 16 days. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So uh, that means it's good. And if you haven't watched it yet... Um, I guess I'm dumb. Well, I guess you're dumb. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on to the whole Defenders. Um, the show's really good, by the way. Awesome. Uh, Charlie Cox, uh, who plays Daredevil, has said the lessons that the, his character is going to learn in Defenders will carry over into Daredevil Season 3. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Rachel Tyler might be joining the Defenders. Taylor. I don't know who Taylor. this is. Uh, this is... She plays um, the. Oh, she looks really familiar. No, she. Uh, let me. I want to get it right. She plays Trish. Okay, in the show, uh, fans know Taylor as she plays Patricia Trish Walker on Jessica oh, Hellcat. Jones. She's Hellcat. Yeah, she's Hellcat. Yeah. So they're just bringing Hellcat into the Defenders. Cool. Right. Awesome. Well, might. Right. Just well, saying. I'm just saying they've already set her up in Jessica Jones to become Hellcat because right. she's. Taking the defense courses on offense, Patsy Walker and yeah. Indeed. Um the Jessica Jones showrunners come out and hints that there's gonna be multiple season two villains. Good. Um it's just the way that the shows are going. I miss Purple Man. Uh yeah. <laughs> He's so good, dude. I just like me some tenant. But anyway, moving on. Um I know you're looking forward to Luke Cage. Oh, I can't wait. So every episode is gonna be titled after a gang star song. <laughs> um so I, I <sighs> If you don't know Gangstar I don't know Gangstar, but I love it. Whatever it Gangstar's is. Gangstar's a rapper from the 90s. Yeah, and that's fine. I wasn't, uh, most of the stuff I listened to in the 90s was more. Bone. Bone, Pac, Snoop, all those fools. But. Um, yeah, well, Gangstar released an album in the 90s called Code of the Streets. Okay. And that's what the second episode of, of uh, or that's what one of the episodes is going to be called. Also, Moment of Truth. There's a whole bunch of things, but it just looks like they're going to be. Ugh. It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited um, and about this that. Just, yeah, and what this does is it just shows how um, the showrunners uh, are really trying to tie Luke Cage into the modern political atmosphere. Because, you, I mean, we talked about this a, a couple of verses ago, but how can you not have a bulletproof black man and not touch on the current state of affairs between the uh, the African-American uh, situation with cops? Exactly. Uh, so this other story, uh, Marvel's, uh, Jeff Loeb, 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 uh, talks Luke Cage's character and real world connection. So, uh, there's a really cool article here, but, um, it says you can't set out to do Luke Cage and not deal with the reality of what's going on in this country and what's going on in general. And that's what we've been talking about. And so that, that's a really nice, uh, kind of sum up of what we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I, I think that's how, I think Luke Cage is going to touch people in a different way than the other shows have. I, I agree, man. And I, I really hope it's successful because I really want, I need a Luke Cage. You do. And th this really talks about uh, also how with Luke Cage and, and uh, Black Panther and, and uh, Cyborg on how, I hate to say the, I mean, the African-American geek experience tends to get ignored a lot. Absolutely. 
And, and, and I mean, you're the one that can talk about this more than I can. No, but uh, we've talked about this several different times. But like, uh, like I just said, I, I need a Luke Cage. I need a show that's about a uh, a black man dealing with black issues and not at the same time dealing with the fact that he's a, a superhero. Yeah, you know, and and trying not to flaunt it in the middle of New York, trying to just get through life. You know, yeah, exactly. and I, and I think that's. I think that's really important. You know, we all have something to offer, but at the same time, we just want to get through it. We just want to get through life and we want to get through unscathed and to have a black man who's bulletproof getting, trying to still stay under the radar is it's, it's difficult. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that's really going to speak to some people. I touched on Larry Wilmore a little bit in yeah. the last episode. Um, I really want the Luke Cage writers to go, so gung ho at this idea in this issue with such an unabashed um point of view. Yeah. Like where Larry Wilmore did. So yeah. I'm really hoping they bring that the viewpoint to it. Larry Wilmore needs to be guest on a Luke Cage episode. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> and actually you know what's awesome is if you watch Larry the the nightly show, he had this bit that was recurring about how he had a a uh, talk show back in the seventies. Oh yeah, and he would be out there with a fro and everything. And I'm like, that is so Luke Cage. Oh, that'd be great, dude. So let's get to Punisher. Uh, Punisher. It looks like it's going to be coming to Netflix in 2017. It's earlier. Um, yeah. It, it, well, it looks like it's going to be early 2017 yeah. as well. I think they're looking at March or something like that. Yeah, I think they moved it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, because it's really popular. Um, also really good. Very if, you watch, good. if you watch Daredevil two season two, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but they're also looking to cast the character of Microchip, okay. which is his kind of like Q. All right. You know, it's the person that supplies him with weaponry and stuff like that. But the cool thing is we've already had a slight introduction of Microchip because there's been a disc that, uh, Daredevil has held and I think it was season one and it had the, the Microchip's character name on there. Cool, man. So that was kind of cool. Um, and White Tiger is another uh, character that is involved in the Hell's Kitchen universe. Um, and, uh, uh, it could be that White Tiger could be introduced as the next, next character. Yeah, there was some, t- there was some tease about that, I yeah. think. So, all right, man. Uh, DCEU. Yeah, time. let's run through the DCEU really quick. Um, just really quick through We haven't the done news. anything really quick tonight. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only, it's only been an hour. Except so for our good. main show. <laughs> well. That did that did happen. Uh, this isn't really connected with the DCEU, but it is DC. Young Justice is a very popular cartoon series. Okay, uh, done by uh, Peter David and in uh, Wiseman. And Netflix, uh, there's a rumor that Netflix approached Peter David for picking up Young Justice season three. Right. Um, Wiseman has denied those rumors that those talks have happened, but cool. it is a fan hope that uh, that Young Justice will be picked up for sure. Um, there's a really cool article. I'm not going to delve into it, but I just want to put it in here and let you guys go and read it. But there's so much um, poo-pooing on the what's happening <laughs> in the DCU, um, even though it's it's getting bad critical reviews, but getting good uh, audience reception. Um, here is an article that details five reasons why the DCEU is actually working. Yeah, and and I have some stories later about Suicide Squad numbers in particular, right. and. Suicide Suicide Squad is doing really, really well, despite what people are saying about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's not doing Captain America Civil War no, numbers. No, 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 no. But, I mean, it just passed half a billion dollars. And it's won the last three weeks. Yeah. On the, uh, three weekends, yeah, I should exactly. say. So, anyway. Uh, so, there's a rumor that Harley Quinn and Killer Croc are going to appear on Gotham dot, 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 eventually. Yeah, I really don't know how this is. I mean, because we've already had Harley Quinn actually appear on Arrow. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we'll see. Like, well, I, I'm interested to see how it goes. I have to catch him on Gotham still. I'm, I'm still planning on doing that. Um, especially if that's going to be a thing. Um, I, I would love to see how they do. Like I said, my Harley Quinn experience is Batman animated series, obviously where she originated, right? Where I absolutely love her. And, and so if she's going to come to Gotham, I'm willing to binge Gotham and see how that unfolds. Well, the, the thing is with Gotham, I don't know how they're going like, to do it though. Well, Gotham, it's like the introduction of all these villains and things. Right. And so it's not really them as villains yet. Right. So I can see it where it's her pre craziness as the, there was also a, yeah. And there was a rumor too, um, saying that we've already seen her in Gotham that got debunked. I think a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, but, right. um, but yeah. So if, if she does end up in there, uh, I'm willing to check it out. Uh, this one I put in here because, uh, Batman v Superman and Batman the Killing Joke have top disc sales. Again. Again. Numerous weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I think I watched, I watched part of the Killing Joke the other night. I think I'm going to try to finish it tonight because I realized I didn't finish it. Right. You um, fell asleep. I fell asleep. It was the middle of the night when I started watching it. Um, I, I, I think I got through pretty much, pretty good amount of it. I really enjoyed it. Right. I, it was very true to the comic. I felt like, I, I think it was funny because it was so late. I was watching. I was like, I've seen this before. And it's like, I've <laughs> no, seen it before the- because I read the damn comic. Yeah. So it was I still really haven't cool. had a chance to watch it. I'm going to try to watch it this weekend. It's, it's, it's really good. Cool. And, and it's in the animation style is very much Batman the animated series okay, cool. style. So that was cool. Then let's, uh, let's try to finish it up this weekend and we can talk about it over real reviews next week. Good, good. All right. Uh, Jared Leto, <laughs> who feels shortchanged from Suicide Squad, wants the Joker really? to appear in the next Batman. Well, of course he does because he's the he's the current Joker. Oh, absolutely. So makes sense. It does, um, but it 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 really does make sense, especially since the ongoing rumor going on right now is that the script that Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck is writing is possibly taking place entirely in Arkham, and him being there makes a lot of sense. Yes. So let's do it. Um, there's a new Batman this animated cool. movie that's coming out, and it's the original trio. Oh, I'm so happy it's, about uh, this. It's Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar. Uh, when this comes out, I'm so consuming this. Ralph Garman, Garman <laughs> is in love with this concept. Yeah, and and this is something that needed to happen. This is something that should happen, and it's going to be amazing when it does. Yeah. Um, this next thing is I'm excited about this new news that just dropped this week. Dark there's been a right. long... Uh, running idea of the dark universe coming to the screen. Um, the dark universe is basically the dark justice league. Oh, okay. And it's headed up by Constantine. It's got specter involved, all this nice. really cool concept, right? It's, um, but the cool thing is, is, um, this is a movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be or TV. You no, know, it's a movie. It's coming up in the, the DC, the DCEU lineup. Oh, okay. Um, it's going to be, I think 2018 or something like that, but cool. or 2020, something like that. But anyways, um, the thing is, is I'm actually going to talk about Fox a little bit here because Doug Lyman, who's mostly well known because he wrote, uh, he did Swingers, he did The Born Identity, and he most recently did uh, Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which are all fantastic films. Um, he was on board to be doing Gambit for Fox. Right. He's dropped out of that now. Yeah, there's some Gambit issues. Exactly. And that's been going on for about a year now, but now he has been signed to do Dark Universe, which is nice. fantastic. Very cool. Because he does have an edge to his directing, and I think he'll do really well. Sweet. Um, two things here. The the Flash, it looks like, is going to reportedly film in London next year. Yep. For uh, sure. I'm totally on board with this. Yeah. And 
It looks like Cyborg's going to be a thing as well. Yeah, it looks like Cyborg's going to be featured in it. But the thing is, is the director, Rick Famuyiwa. Um, there it is. The day after Cyborg being featured hit the internet, he put out a picture and said, hashtag says who? <laughs> he's the director. He's not saying it's not going to happen, uh, but he's funny. like saying, take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, just like we actually don't have any Justice League news except for Kevin Smith, um, has come out and said that, um, they get it. Dude. Yeah, Warner Brothers has gotten the message with what's going on and that what, what, what he's seen of Justice League so far, they're getting the point. Good. I'm glad what, what needs to happen. Let's, let's go forward. And yes. have an actual competition between the two. Yes. Um, Powerless, we already talked about, but it looks like uh, even though the show hasn't even premiered yet, um, they've lost a showrunner, which isn't unheard of. No, that right? does happen. Showrunners yeah. happen uh, uh, changing quite often. I mean, a, a, a great instance is uh, after season four of The West Wing, yeah. Aaron Sorkin left and uh, uh, Wells took over um, coming from ER. So, you know, it, it just it happens. Yep. Um, and Shazam is going Shazam! to, is going to exist in the DCEU. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a, exciting. Been confirmed. Um, and it looks like Sam Raimi is on the short list to direct it. Sweet. Okay. So we got some Suicide Squad stuff. Okay. We're not going to, well, do we're we want to talk about Suicide Squad? Do we not want to? Well, we went and saw it. What did you think? Oh, do you want to see, you want, oh, we haven't reviewed the movie. Yeah, I know. Ooh, we're running long. We got. Uh, we don't have a ton left. Let's do a quick recap. Let's do let's do a quick okay. What we yeah. I enjoyed it. I did too. I thought uh, the villain spoilers a lot. Yeah. Spoilers here. Spoilers. Enchantress is the villain was a little weak to me. Yeah. Um. I think going in, you kind of expected Joker to be, and I actually liked that Joker wasn't the villain. No, and I and and much to every a lot of people's dismay, I actually really I didn't I didn't like jump. I didn't do backflips for the Joker, but at the same time, I I, I enjoyed that Joker. Yeah, because he's I liked not, how freaking effed up he was. He was. And he, <laughs> I liked that he was like a gangster. Yeah, and I liked the dynamic between him and Harley Quinn. Oh, absolutely. And I really and and I'm not saying that because I like that he was abusive to her and there was this no. f, this messed up relationship between them. But I really liked the fact that. I was already went in with preconceived ideas of what Harley Quinn was, and that's what she ended up being on the screen. And she did a good, they did a good job of capturing what it meant to be Harley Quinn and what that Joker would have been for that Harley Quinn. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, absolutely. Yes, so absolutely. I, I one, like that. One thing I also liked about it is the way that, um, that they really approached the relationship aspect yep. of it, uh, reminded me a lot of, true romance and yeah. natural born killers and it's like the dark side of the romeo and juliet absolutely idea. yeah um so that i liked um there were some things i wasn't super amped about but it, it was so i'm okay with slipknot getting killed off early well slipknot even though i like <laughs> that was exactly what i was thinking of right even now. though i like adam beach as an actor sure he's he was great in wind talkers he was great yeah. in lawn order svu it was okay Slipknot getting killed off. I, uh, it's good with rope. Come yeah. On. And and although, like, Boomerang was pretty useless the most of the time. Jai Courtney nailed it. He killed it. I loved it. And I really liked it. Where he's always drinking. It's like, he's, he's hiding behind the car during the firefight. He's opening up the beer to drink. But it's like, you need that. If you're going to get a crew of people together, and I think this is what people are losing sight of when when you think of getting a bunch of jerks, killers, 
um, and psychopaths together, you're going to have a dude who's going to do as little as possible. Yep. He's going to be trying to get drunk the whole time. But he's there at the end. And he's going to be there when you need him at some yes. point. And that was what the boomerang character okay, was. Okay, with the boomerang, I wish they had more with what his actual boomerangs are. I agree. They only dealt with one that was a trick boomerang, which was the camera, which yeah. was very cool. That was cool. But he was very cool with slicing people up with them. I agree. Which was cool. Um, I thought Harlequin was fantastic. Yep. Um, I would say the most underrated person going in, who I think stole the show, was Diablo. Oh, yeah. I really... Phenomenal. He gave so much depth to it. And I really... And and I think some of it was forced towards the end of like tell us your backstory, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And and there was some really weird pacing issues in the film. Oh, absolutely! Like they're about to go fight the big bad, and then it's like, and in fact, instead we're gonna go hang out at the bar for a while. And that oh, was really kind of weird. It was a little weird. Although my favorite line from one of the trailers that didn't make it into the movie, yeah, was where Diablo orders a water, <laughs> and Harlequin looks and goes. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's funny. And I'm like, that's a brilliant line. Yeah. Because it's one of those rare moments of sanity that you get from Harley Quinn. Right, right. Like, uh, um, the, and actually, and this is where Margot Robbie knocked it out of the park. Robbie was good, man. She was so good. And again, spoilers all over the place here. Mm. Right after she thinks Joker's dead and she's sitting on the car. Right. And they're coming up to her and you see that she is completely in her head. Yeah. And knows exactly what's going on, and she's so sad. Right. And then she does the flourish, and I'm like, and then Deadpool pulls her down, and right. I'm like, Deadshot. Deadshot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Will Smith did a great job. He really shot. did. Um, he did. And I like seeing I like seeing Smith in a role like that again. I like that he was a main character. I like that they focused on him for the most part, as far as the main character, not just because he was Will Smith, but because. His character was integral for the other characters that were there. Um, he was actually kind of the sane one. Yes. Being, and I'm, again, I'm a big anti-hero guy, dark, you know, fantasy kind of thing, but I, I really like that he was kind of the anchor in an insane group of people. Yes. You know, but at the root, he's a killer. Oh, he is. But he what is, is he there for? He's there to, for his family. He's there to, yeah. to, 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 to make a deal. And when he misses the shot on Harlequin. Oh, I love that. He's like, oh, I missed. I know, right? And he doesn't miss. <laughs> and the chick's like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Viola Davis knocked it out of the park as Amanda Waller. Yeah, she, she was great. great. Um, I think it's going to be a missed opportunity if they don't bring Deadshot back in the Batman movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, because but, that's important exactly. to his but what did story. We, what did we say to each other when we left out of the theater? We said the my best thing, favorite thing about the movie, the soundtrack was oh, phenomenal. So good, man. And it debuted at number one. Great segue. I called it. <laughs> Great segue. Uh, that segue, uh, that segue brings us to the soundtrack was number one for sure. Um, overall, I just want to say I, I enjoy these movies no matter what. There was so much in it that I enjoyed. Same time, obviously, there was some pacing, there was some weird stuff, but I like this so much better. Then like and like for me, I like this better than Batman v Superman. Because oh yeah, I. Those are the characters I like. Those yes. are the characters I see myself in. Yep. You know, I I I'm not well, a killer because you're, you're an asshole. I'm an asshole, <laughs> right? But I mean, I'm not a killer. I'm not an asshole. But at the same time, like those people made mistakes. They're trying to figure it out, or they're just messed up in the head. Yep. And or they're just caged, or they're just trying to figure out how do I 
pull myself out of literally pull myself out of the sewer and be a hero, maybe. Yes. Just to get some part of my sentence knocked off of something that's impossible. You know what I mean? Like uh Boomerang, I think, said it best. He's like serving eight life I have I have so many consecutive life sentences. Ten years is nothing. Yeah. And it's like, well that's all you get. And it's like, well I'll you know, <laughs> I guess I'll take it. But yeah. um Anyway, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, going back on the soundtrack again, I think the uh, the music supervisor did a brilliant job of picking the right songs to go with the scenes, mm-hmm. like with the introduction of Seven Nation Army. Yeah, when they're going, that was cool. But my favorite one was when we get introduced to Katana on the plane. Yeah, and they're talking about how the souls are imprisoned in her sword, and what's playing yeah. is Nelson Greenbaum's "Spirit in the Sky." <laughs> I love "Spirit in the Sky," and I'm like, it's a great song. Yeah, and it's like. It's brilliant. It was a brilliant use of music. I agree. Um, I overall, I like the movie. Uh, it, it, you know, it's up there as far as the DC stuff for me. Yeah. I, right now, I think it's the the top of them of the three so far. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm thinking Wonder Woman's going to beat it out. Wonder Woman's going to be um, phenomenal I think. because that deals a lot more with history, which is my yeah my uh um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for me because I really like the and you know, you know Wonder Woman's just so good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so, you know, Slipknot's backstory was cut. Um, there's a really good YouTube channel called Mr. Sunday Movies. Yeah. And he talks a lot about the deleted scenes that were cut. Like totally. Slipknot's uh, backstory, the Joker and Harlequin story. Honestly, I was a little dis- uh, disappointed to see that they're not going to do a rated R cut. Uh, I mean, I... You mean like they did with Batman v Superman? Yeah, and I'm also wondering if they even filmed a rated R version of this movie. You know what I'm guessing they're going to do? Because... This is such a misnomer. Yeah. Because what, what that means is that they said the F word more than once. <laughs> no, well, yeah. Well, I mean, with a, with a rated R movie, there Which are certain guidelines. Yeah. Um, and like it is, I mean, you could have absolutely no violence. You could have no sexuality or whatever, but if you drop the F bomb twice, that's an automatic R. Right. Right. You, so you show, um, um, you know, there's certain guidelines. I'm not going to go into what I've talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. on previous podcasts, but the thing is, got some trouble in mind. This is assuming. Yeah, <laughs> with skiing. We love you, skiing. <laughs> um, this is assuming that they submitted all the footage to the MPA right, 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 for, right. for rating. They could do a uh, unrated. unrated version. Right, yep. and that's what they're probably going to do. I agree. I'm guessing they're going to do an unrated cut on Blu-ray um, cool. and digital release because that way they don't actually have to submit the, the footage to the MPAA right. to get rated. And the term unrated sells. Yeah, and I think um, to to sum it up... It is, uh, you know, three hundred million internationally. Uh, it won three weekends in a row, you know, at the box office. Right. Um, you know, most people are are trying to rail on it and 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 say it's crap. But honestly, it was an enjoyable film. In, yeah, in it's, my it's in, just about to pass six hundred million worldwide. Yeah. So I'm I'm I don't know, man. It is what it is. Money it is. money talks, and I hope there's another one because I I really enjoyed it. Superman. Um, Superman, uh, there's rumors that J.J. Abrams is going to be brought on board to take over for Zack Snyder. I hope that's a thing. To do Man of Steel 2. What if that's a thing? That's going to be a very lens, he- lens flare heavy, but Dude, he's already, much different story. He's already saved Star Wars. He saved yep. Star Trek. Why don't come in and save the DC? And then I think he could be done. I think, I think, I think. That's it, where he drops the mic yeah, and walks off. Abrams like. So I saved all your asses. And he just backs up. And I read Armageddon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and worked on Felicity. Oh, um, okay. There's a, a thing going out right now with Wonder Woman that there's a former studio worker 
um, that has come out and wrote, written an open letter saying that the Wonder Woman production is an utter mess. Really? Everything is going wrong. Interesting. Patty Jenkins, who is directing it, has come out and said those are false. False. <laughs> I have a student that always says that. Yeah. So, I mean, what is she going to say? But regardless, yeah. forget it. It is what it is. Uh, let's, on to Fox. Let's uh, jump through this, man. So, Fox, we have some Deadpool stuff. Um, it looks like uh, Kyle Chandler is considered for Cable and Mackenzie Davis for Domino. Yeah. So, we've uh, got Kyle, that going on. Yeah, Kyle Chandler is mostly well-known. He played the coach in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Okay. The uh, TV show, not the movie. Okay. Um, and th- this is getting a lot of blowback. A lot of people are oh, really? not liking this choice. Yeah. And so, Rob Liefeld, who created Derek, uh, Deadpool, has come out and said, trust Tim Miller. He I mean, knows what he's doing. And also, the best part about the stories I've heard of Deadpool is that it's going to be making fun of superhero sequels. How can it not? Because the the beauty of Deadpool is the fourth wall breaking. And the fact that they're going to basically look and say, like, hey, we're making a superhero sequel. Doesn't this part, isn't this what we always do in these? And like that kind of thing. Um, and I think it's going to be great. And I think the, the way that they have to go about it is if you've seen the, the 21 Jump Street movies. Yeah. The 22 Jump Street movie really does do yeah that. it does because yeah. it talks about how ice cubes like saying i'm wearing 800 dollars <laughs> shoes and you can't even see them <laughs> i love that look at this my office is literally a cube of ice <laughs> all right um i'm excited about deadpool 2 but anyway fantastic four yeah there's a documentary uh that has been uh created called doomed okay and it's a it's being distributed by uncorked uh entertainment and it talks about the uh utter failure of um, Roger, okay. Roger Corman, Roger who's Corman. known for B movies, Roger Corman, he did a Fantastic Four version in the eighties. Yeah, and this is a documentary about that doomed production. Okay, interesting. It's finally got a distributor. Check it out. Nice. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit. We did. Doug Lyman has been dropped from Gambit. Well, he dropped Gambit, um, but so producer Simon Kimberg says the Gambit movie is uh, being delayed by script rewrites, right. scheduling changes. Uh, it looks like they're going to try to get it off the off the ground at the beginning of 2000. I hope this happens, and I hope when it does happen, it's great because yeah. it, we've been we've been talking about this since our podcast started. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is which is interesting. Um, so we have Wolverine three is done with filming. Yeah. It's wrapped principal photography and X-Men, uh, speaking of x Men things, Patrick Stewart thinks that the Wolverine sequel, um, is going to be the end of the franchise for him. Well, yeah, you kind of saw it going this way considering he's Mac- also getting old. Yeah. Well, McAvoy's taking it over. Yeah. So, um, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. Disney time. Finding Dory has passed. I, I'm nine, so bummed I missed it. It has passed $900 million worldwide and it is the number one movie of the year. Wow. Good on uh, it. It looks like it has a chance to hit uh, a billion, mm. um, but it might not. And this is going to be the first year in a few years that we haven't had a movie hit a billion worldwide. Um, I think we had two last year. Well, no, because just Disney movies, you mean? No, just movies in general. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, Rogue One is most likely going to hit a billion easy. Oh, for sure. Um, Star Wars fans. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Well, you got to remember that uh, one of the last movies to, to crack a billion was uh, Fast 7. And we don't have oh, a Fast gotcha. movie this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, there's some Mary Poppins news. Uh, you know, we have the return of Mary Poppins, which is getting released uh, with, um, what's her name? She was in Emily Blunt, who yep. I love. Yeah, she's uh, She's going to be Mary Poppins. But Ben Winshaw, who plays Q in the most recent uh, Bond movies, yep. is uh, being considered for the role of Michael Banks. Right. And Meryl Streep has been cast as Topsy. Oh, that's cool. Who is Mary Poppins' cousin. <laughs> that's it was actually great. written out of the original movie. Interesting. All right. 
Um, I, I threw this in here because I thought, this, I thought this was actually kind of interesting. There's still hope for a Tron 3. You know, for as much flack as a Tron Legacy got, it actually I, made a lot of money. It and was, I enjoyed that movie. And it was very popular at the at the uh, the uh, the theme park. Is it because I love the dude? I think it is because you love the <laughs> I dude. I love Jeff Burgess, dude. He's so great. I don't think there's a day that goes by I don't quote The Big Lebowski. No, you, you do. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, man. Let's wrap this up with some smod. Yeah, we're going to finish up with some smodco stuff. Kevin Smith has trolled a cyberbully who <laughs> bullied his daughter, and he did it brilliantly. Because uh, he's good with words? He is. And uh, yeah, and his daughter doesn't deserve that. Yeah, don't pick a fight with a wordsmith. Nope. <laughs> okay, you know, actually, I'm going I'm <laughs> to- Wordsmith? Yeah. I'm going to reference a really cheesy movie, but okay. I actually enjoyed it. It's a movie called Ten, uh, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. All right. That was with- um, uh, Mar- uh, uh, Dumel. Um, okay. He was from uh, the show Vegas. He was in the Transformer movies. No idea. Josh Dumel. Okay. Anyways, so he's in it, and it's a cheesy movie, right? It has Kate Bosworth in it, but it has um, the main guy from that '70s show. I'm drawing a blank on his. Kush Tush. No, no not Ashton Kutcher. No, 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 no. Oh, um, the girl. No, sorry, no. The the main guy who played Eric. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's what I'm thinking of. Um, it's um uh, I'm thinking of Ocean's Eleven. He plays himself. Um, Ocean's Twelve. Ocean's, no, no, it is Ocean's. No, it's Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. He goes in there, and it's his name is Topher uh, Grace. Topher, Topher, that was it. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. So anyway, so he's in this role, and there's a part where he's trying to f- he's stepping up to Josh yeah, Lundell, yeah, yeah. who's a much bigger guy, right. and he goes, "I'm going to tear you apart with my hands or my vicious rhetoric." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that that typifies yep. Kevin Smith. Vicious rhetoric. He's not going to get into a fight, but he'll tear you apart oh. with vicious rhetoric. I, I always win with I my went word. A long way for that quote. I, you did, and and for me, like as a teacher, like kids always try to like argue with me and stuff. I said, "You're not going to win." I just tell him. I said, "Nope." <laughs> There's no chance you're going to win. I am better with words than you will ever be because you don't read or engage the language, and I win already. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just it's just the way it goes. I win. I won, so stop talking. Yes. <laughs> so, so anyway. So, yeah, so read it. He did it. It was on Instagram. It was, yeah. He, he knocked it out of the park. Awesome. It's been all over social media. I'm sure you've checked it out already. Love it. Uh, so J.J. Uh, Abrams is going to appear on Kevin Smith and Greg Gumbers. Greg Gumberg's uh, um, Geeking Out, which I haven't seen yet. I think it's already aired. Yeah, I saw the first episode, yeah. and it was all right. No, I um, haven't seen the one with J.J. Abrams. No, I haven't but, watched this one yet either. Yeah. Um, but, like, you didn't see this coming, because J.J. Abrams and Greg Gumberg are best They're friends. They're the best friends, yeah. Um, also, the secret stash in in New Jersey, in Red Bank, New Jersey, which is I've been in. a Pokemon Go gym, of which makes sense. Um, and... Smith, and I should have put this in with the Suicide Squad stuff. Smith actually did a review of Suicide Squad and it's pretty good. I would, I would definitely take a listen. Cool. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. I always enjoy what he thinks of, of geek movies because he's like me. He's a fan. He, he's a fan. He goes in the movies and he's like, I had fun with the movie. Yeah. This kind of was weird and this was weird, but overall I enjoyed it. Yeah, kind if of thing, you, so. if, for me, if you go, if you leave a movie theater either feeling better. Yeah. Or more engaged. The movie yeah. did its job. If I if I'm if I'm leaving the movie and I'm and I'm laughing about something already, like and and I'm already telling you a line from it, I'm I'm happy, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy about it. 
Um, all right, man. So we are done with this. We are done. Uh, should I run through our stuff real yes, quick? Go for it. All right, man. So um, definitely check us out on our support page on our website, theusualpodcast.com. Um, support our show, patreon.com slash theusualpodcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. You can support all our awesome weirdness and get us to cons, help us pay our fees and all that kind of stuff, and um, help us meet our milestones. And we have a Patreon uh, roundtable coming up for all our patrons, which is going to be amazing. Um, also, uh, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Definitely. If you want, if you love books, if you love worlds, if you love fantasy sci-fi, um, I'm going to suggest anything by Brandon Sanderson on there as I always do. But, um, the Mistborn series, the Stormlight Archive, you can get one of those books for free. They're usually 30 something bucks a piece, you know, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get that book on us for free and, um, and support our show. And support the awesome that is the authors that are out there writing every day. Absolutely. Here we are. Um, and now that we have completed our journey and found our way back home, we want to thank our loyal listeners and patrons. And please join us on our next exploration as we probe the depths of all the pop culture universes that you find as intriguing as we do. All the things. And we'll probably add like four more. I'm sure. Between now and then. Do I get to have a fun? You I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, now that we're done and I'm not hosting, I'm going to say, let's all have a fun. Have a fun. We'll see you all next time. Having funs. Peace. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. 